full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and RJ Selvas. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions. To act like the full court press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM 1390 AM. The fan. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Eric Franson on Jay Salveson with you here on the full court press. Thanks for being here with us on a Wednesday, however, you may be listening and following along. 1069thefan.com, the 1069thefan mobile app, uh, 106.9 FM and 1390 AM. And, of course, you can always follow us on podcasts. Subscribe to our podcast wherever you subscribe and uh, just search for the Full Court Press, Ajay's name or my name, and you'll find us. And uh, today, Wednesday, it's the day that we always designate for opposition research. And we've got some interesting things coming up for you. Stay tuned for it. We've got uh, Mountain West Conference Special Teams Player of the Week, Connor Coles, coming up. His uh, thoughts about the win at Washington State, his role in that, and playing injured, uh, playing on a broken foot. So uh, he gives some more detail on that. Uh, Stephen Cotsonley, great punter for USU and a great accent and some uh, pretty serious mustache game going on as well. So the, I had a fun conversation with him yesterday after practice, so that'll be fun to hear from him. And Ajay and I had a chance to catch up with uh, Bubby. There I go again. Bubby. Bubba. Bubba Schweigert. Uh, he is the head coach of the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Uh, I actually mispronounced and called him Bubby when we introduced him. So you'll hear that uh a little goof up a little bit later on in the show as well. So uh, stick around for that. So, yeah, we'll preview North Dakota. What do we know about them? Uh, they've already had one game this season. They were just up the road. They took on Idaho State in Holt Arena and really took care of business there. Some uh, big plays on defense. Uh, got things done offensively. So we'll hear about the uh, Fighting Hawks up in a little while here on the Full Court Press. Uh, so stay tuned for that. Um but uh, also, it's Wednesday. We do What Went Wrong Wednesday. And uh, who said it? Actor, player, or coach? One of our favorite segments of the week. And do you have your uh, you have your quotes, Sanjay? Are you still like trying to find them? Did you even remember that we have this segment today? It's Wednesday. How do you not? How do you? Would you forget this segment? <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure. Want to make sure. How dare you? I I was. Uh, I, I, Went in a different approach in finding my quotes today. <laughs> Interesting. So we'll see how it turns out. <laughs> you went through out. a bunch of movies. You're watching all sorts of clips. <laughs> hey, Eric, you, what are you doing in your cubicle over there? Um, <laughs> research? <laughs> uh, that'll oh, be fun. Oh, man. So um, let's see. We, I'm just, it probably would help if we would like do a little show prep before we come on the air. Because we have so much stuff, and we're just trying to figure out how to well, I'm excited space to talk to, it out. I'm excited to talk to Bubby today. I, I, I think that's <laughs> going to be exciting for everybody. Yeah, Bubby. To hear from Bubby. <laughs> so, actually, I think it would be best if we have the uh, – let, let's do the player interviews in the 5 o'clock hour. Um, we'll hear from 
Uh, Connor Coles, Stephen Constantly, their full interviews that I got to do with them yesterday. Dude, I hope we'll hear you... from some of the player interviews from uh, Monday and coach comments about North Dakota. But uh, should we do Bubba here in this four o'clock hour? No, save Bubba for the five o'clock hour. All right. Yes, you save Bubba for the five. O'clock. Everybody needs to hear from Bubba. I'm just you know just for our four o'clock listeners, give them a little taste. They'll well, be fine at five. Just stay tuned into us. Don't leave or come back. Or come back, or just turn on the mobile app, you know, or go home and turn on the, or stream it on your computer, or your whatever, Go- or Google thingamajigger. Hey, uh, I will ask you, though, um, about uh, just North Dakota in itself, like, do you, I don't think I've ever been... I wouldn't say worried would be the word, but I don't think I've ever been just kind of un- unnerving about playing an FCS team like I am now. Just watching like Washington get beat, um, and I mean Oregon got taken to the wire by Fresno State. But that's different. But some of these other FCS teams are giving these FBS teams all sorts of problems, and I don't think I've ever been so unnerved about having to go play. Luckily at home, but North Dakota, who's a like ranked eighth in the FCS right now, and can do a lot of good things. Are, are do you feel the same way, or do you feel comfortable? No, uh, there's some concern there. In fact, um, uh, it kind of feels like that week leading up to the Southern Utah uh, home opener a few years ago. Uh, Utah, that game shouldn't have been as close as it was. Um, there was a an ego power struggle going on on one specific sideline that was had nothing to do with Southern Utah. But um, cause, but that team had NFL level talent. That Southern Utah team did. Um, I don't know that this North Dakota team has NFL level talent, but they have some. They have guys that can play, that can flat out play. So uh, th- this is not a team to take lightly, not a team to overlook, uh, especially after that nice big win on the road at Washington State. The Utah State cannot be in a position where they keep thinking about what happened last Saturday and lose sight of what could happen on Friday night because they could get embarrassed and wipe away any gains they may have uh, uh, gotten with uh, beating uh, Washington State in Pullman, Washington. Yeah, and the other thing about it is, I mean, now North Dakota's coming off a 21-point win where they did a lot of good things, especially on the defensive end, forcing turnovers. Uh, You'll hear from Coach Bubba about that. Uh, but they just they have this running back who is an all American consensus all American, uh, Otis Wea, who plays so low to the ground, runs hard, uh, can get shifty when he needs to. Um, they've got they got athletes all over the field, and this is going to be a bigger test for the Aggies than I think people outside of the football team expect. I think people within the program at Utah State understand it's a big test. They understand that North Dakota is a good football team and they need to go out and play their best ball game. Um, but people outside of that locker room just understand that this, is, this isn't the gimme game that everyone thinks it's going to be. And that's, that's a good thing. It's good to be challenged. And it's good to have good FCS teams coming into our, our house and playing. Uh, playing the Aggies, so... Uh, look forward to being a good a good game. Uh, I hope it's not as close as I think it's going to be, but uh, these 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 guys could be a problem. Yeah, uh, Coach Anderson was very clear about that um, in his 
conf- press conference on um, on Monday. Uh, some of the players at Utah State also very clear on that. Uh, and here's what Coach Anderson did have to say in a, a quick overview of North Dakota and uh, what kind of challenge they're going to present on Friday night. Well, we know they're really good. It's it's the same thing. We, it's it's improvement daily, weekly improvement. Trying to keep our guys focused on on, on the job at hand. The one in the past does you no good. You got to move on from celebration and move on to preparation. And uh, you know that's that's going to be the story today. It's going to be all about getting better today. You know everybody has to deal with the same issues on a weekly basis. What everybody's perception of a team is before they come in and, and the reality of the team. I, I just always approach each opponent, and I'm going to try to get our kids to do the same. That. It, every team we play is going to be better than the previous one. They're going to be – you're going to get their very best effort when you do play them. They're going to play their best game, so we got to play our best. And we're, we're fully aware of what kind of team's coming in. You know, they're they're basically a Division One team, in our opinion, that just has a different logo. But they operate at the same level that we do probably in every area, and they expect to win, and we're going to have to play good ball to beat them. And to clarify, he's meaning – at the FBS yeah, level. We, I mean, things used to be Division One and Division Two. We there was a rebranding a few years back. <laughs> People need to quit freaking out. It's not a yes. Please Good stop. Gosh. If, if you're like splitting hairs over what he called them a Division One, they're like a Division One team. Oh my just gosh! Stop. Just relax. Yes. Good heck. But they're a good team, and they are. This is uh, this has been a really interesting year with these FCS schools playing really tough. At FBS opponents, yeah, some of them have been upset. Some of them they've taken to the wire. And yes, there are some teams that do this every year, but it, it seems like the 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 competitive level at the FCS uh, right now against these FBS teams is really really close. Uh, they've had some really close games. If they're losing, they're in it. They're not getting blown out. So uh, can't can't overlook these guys. Yeah, nope, can't. And do you know, again, I don't think the Aggie football program within that locker room are overlooking the Fighting Hawks. But everybody outside of that, just make sure you know this is a good This is a good team. Uh, 4086, was it North Dakota in the final two? Oh, excuse me, in the final, the D2 last season three months ago. Were they in the, fi- they're in they the final? They were in the quarterfinals. Quarterfinals, okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they made it all the way to the quarterfinals. And I think, if I remember right, he feels like they should have won. Like they, they kind of didn't play their best ball that day, and it only takes one game to get knocked out. And mm-hmm. It was the one game that they couldn't have a bad game in, and they did. I think he faced James Madison. That's not and who is the cream of the crop, right? In that FCS level, yeah. Up, so up it's there. not like it's not entirely their fault, but yeah, it's it, it's a good team. They're they've got so many just athletic guys on that squad, especially the receivers. Their defensive backfield led by that Evan Holmes dude is is a monster. I know he's coming three back. Three takeaways last week. Yeah. Three interceptions. Their defensive line is strong. It's just a bunch of Midwestern boys. You just go around there and beat you up. Hey, my question is, though, is they're more of a running team, aren't they? Like, just pound it down your throats? Not as much of a throwing team? I know they have two quarterbacks, but... Uh, their quarterback threw for about, what, eight, 185 yards or something okay. like that. But most of the work got done on the ground. Uh, yeah, they're, they're running back... Um, Otis Weah uh, ran it in for three touchdowns. Um, but um, I, I want to get back to the defense. So you were talking about their defense. They had the three takeaways. Idaho State had a first and goal at like the two-yard two line. Two-yard line, yeah. They never punched it in. 
Yeah. So they turned it over on stand. downs. Yep. They kept going for it. North Dakota uh, held strong. And uh, here's Coach Anderson talking about that North Dakota defense. They're all exactly where they're supposed to be. They're super. They're super well coached. They, they don't get out of gap. They don't. They don't miss an assignment, and they play with tremendous effort. They get a lot of hats. To me, the keys to turnovers is getting a lot of hats to the ball. When, when you know the first guy maybe kind of disrupts things, the next guy makes the play, and it doesn't matter if the ball is laying on the ground. There's nobody to get it. They always have another hat there. They play with with super high energy, and they play in a great league. You look at the teams that they play on a weekly basis. I mean, there's some really good football being played. So um, they were think, top 15 in the country last year defensively. Uh, you know, they're they're again not going to be intimidated. I, I hope our style of play and what we do is, you know, a little bit uncomfortable for them. I'm not sure they see it every day. Hopefully, that's a plays in our favor. But but they they line up the right spot. They play with tremendous energy, and they get a lot of hats to the ball. And that that's the key for success. Yeah, they've got a good front, a good defensive line. They've got a great linebacker that they're really uh, excited about, Jackson Turner. He did have a sack last week, um, but uh, we hear more about their defense from Coach Bubba Schweigert coming up next hour. But, uh, AJ, these guys, you know, they play tough. They had a, a, a guy in the secondary, Evan Holm, at a 64-yard interception last week. He's got a lot of speed. He's, he's returned a kickoff for a touchdown in his career. So uh, yeah, these these are guys not to take lightly. Yep, don't uh, again. There's no such thing as a gimme game anymore with the FCS teams. They come out for, look. They have nothing to lose. They come out for I mean two reasons: one, to collect the paycheck; two, they hope to get a win or at least compete. Uh, and more often than not this year, they've gone out and got a win impressively. Four zero eight six. It is a whiteout this Friday. Yes. So dress in white. Brock said, Brock Miller tweeted out he'd paint his face and head white. Uh, <laughs> and then he got burned for that pretty good by a lot of people. But, uh, yeah, it is a whiteout this Friday. Just and, and, by the way, if you have tickets, oh, wait. Hey, did Roper talk to you? Uh, I've talked to Roper many times today. Has he given you anything? Uh, other than a crusty look? No. <sighs> well. All right, I'll text him. Anyways, uh, if you get out to the game, go get out to the game. Um, we may or may not be having some tickets here in the near couple of days to give away for Friday night's game. Uh, but, yeah, get out there and support the Aggies. This, this team deserves it. It's a big game. You win this when you're 2-0 going into Air Force next Friday night or next Saturday night. That's a big game in Air Force. Obviously, they're a huge, massive issue, a huge, massive problem in so many ways. But we'll get to that you know, next week when we have to worry about them. But, yeah, get out and support this team. I mean, it's a Friday night game, 7 o'clock. I know there's a lot of high school stuff going on, so you know, we're, not the, we're not the only game going on in the Valley. But Hey, um, intern Cody texting at me. What? Saying, don't forget, they were your narratives as well, Eric. I, I sent out a text or a tweet the other day. From predicting a paltry three wins for the Aggies to projecting bowl invitations, my how the national narrative has changed quickly for Utah State. And he's right. That was your says, narrative, Don't too. forget that's your narrative. No, you guys yeah. are forgetting. I said no. the Aggies would be 6-6. Six and six. Why is everybody you, forgetting this conveniently? No, because you were so negative about it. I was not it. negative. Yeah, like, I said oh, there were uncertainties. They'll be 6-6, six and six, but, boy, they're really going to struggle here and here. They're really going to struggle. It was like you were predicting that they were going to go 2-9, and a, like nine, dude. But I did. I said 6-6. Six and and you weren't even confident in the six and six. You really wanted to say three and nine, just the way you were no, talking about. I did Utah not. State. I yeah, never said you that. Did. 
You were you were just like, oh well, you know, we're gonna we're gonna suck at kicking, and I don't even know who our quarterback is. We don't have a running back. Uh, which what we're in. You trouble. guys are here, conveniently have selective memory, putting words in my. We got to go to Las Vegas and play the Mighty Rebels. Jerry Tarkanian's gonna be there. I mean, it's <laughs> it's gonna be a problem. I was like, geez, dude. Oh. I did not. And you know what? Here I am like, hey, no, seven and five sounds I, I good recognized, to me. I recognized there were questions and concerns. And you know what? But I, what did I say my prediction I'm was for the to, season? Six and six. It's how you said it, Eric. You're like, you felt like you were being forced baby food down your mouth. Like, oh, I got to say six and six so I don't get jumped on by a bunch of Aggie fans, but no, I really I think did, three and nine. No, I did not. Two and ten. We're beating New Mexico State. I get, oh, I'll just go back to there's a there is an attitude. That if it's not undefeated or nothing, then you're an Aggie hater. And I I will totally disagree with that. And I will have my own opinions that I will stand on a hill and die on. But I don't paint me as somebody who said I only thought the Aggies would win three games. But you it's the way you like you felt like you had to say that or No, else I you, didn't. And it's it's like, dude, we're gonna be fine. I knew we were gonna be all right. I predicted that we'd beat Washington State. We're gonna beat North Dakota. I said we'd beat Air Force and Boise State. We'll lose to BYU. And we're gonna beat UNLV. Eric, we're gonna be five and one after UNLV going into our bye week. I guess I know that'd be one week after our bye week. But we'll be 5-1 and one after we beat UNLV. And you've got... So after that, you've got Colorado State for homecoming. You've got... Look, I said they'd New be 2-4 and four in the first and 4-2 to, to wrap it up. And I said I'd be happy to be wrong. You did say that. You did say that, yes. Thank you. That you'd be happy to be wrong. Thank you. But again, it sounds like you're just forcing it. I'm not forcing Cow. anything. We man, had oh we man. had legitimate questions. There are still a few that linger, but to say that I was some negative Nelly and that uh, I agreed with the national narrative that the Aggies would win only three games—that's ridiculous. I've never, ever, ever said that. Five, four, five, two. Eric, Aj, and Cody are right. You were saying it like a Debbie Downer, <laughs> projecting negativity. Thank oh you. Five, gosh. four, five, two. Wow. Uh, okay. Let's see. Two seven eight seven. Four and two, if not three and three. So we beat Washington State. You beat North Dakota. You're two and zero. Oh. So then you go into that stretch of what? Air Force, Boise State, BYU. No, Air Force, BYU, and Boise State. Excuse me. And then you have a bye week. I guess it's Air Force, Boise State, and BYU, and then a bye week, and then UNLV. You're winning the bye week. Right and. Look, to to express concerns Let's is be not, realistic, God, is not projecting negativity. Come on now. Two seven eight Again, seven. Let's be this, realistic. There's I a crowd out there that if you're not I undefeated, was realistic then when I said that Washington State would lose to Utah State. And I said twenty seven twenty four. Final score is twenty six twenty three. How much more realistic do you want to get with me? <laughs> that was very good. Huh? That was very good. Yeah, you're right. That was I will good. Give you credit I for said that. the Jazz would lose in six. How good was I? I was good. Thank you. Zero 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 five. We beat a bad Washington State team. I'm still cautiously optimistic. If they whoop this the North Dakota team, then I'll change my outlook. Still thinking six is six and six at best. So let me ask you, zero 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 five. If they whip North Dakota and they beat Air Force, what is your record after that? If they beat with a whip North Dakota no, and no, then no. beat Air Force. Sorry, you can't say that. Why? 0005 says 
um, I'm still cautiously optimistic. No, he's only saying six and six. So you have to declare that zero 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 five is negative on the Aggies. No, because it's look. He says no. He's still that's how it is. That's how you're treating me. You're like good. Oh, that's how you're treating me. Six, but I feel like I we're think really you have to paint with nine. the same brush. New Mexico is probably going to end up getting us there in Albuquerque. San Jose State's got everybody coming back. We're in trouble there. It's like, good gracious, man. 5-8-7-9. I think it got confusing when Eric said in the first six games we would only win three. Yeah, that... Hello. Why is that, why is that confusing? Okay. I talked about the whole season. Just because I have concerns about the first... That's the toughest you part of the schedule. You have concerns already the first half of the season. Yes. And then you're like, oh, hey, guys, we're going to go 6-6. Six and six. Right, because it, it, it softens up at this, the back end. Oh my gosh. Sounds like but if you're not optimistic from up. game one that you're going to win every game, then you're negative. I love it. 5-4-5-2. Eric, stop while you're ahead. <laughs> Thank you. I should. Someone take this shovel away from him. 9 4 6 I am three. ahead. Even if Wazoo is terrible <laughs> this year, last year's USU team is losing to that Wazoo team by 40. Uh, That's yes. so true. Very true. Because they wouldn't even have wanted to be there. It reflects... It does. It reflects. It comes back. When a coach doesn't have the mentality, the players lose that as well. And you could see with Blake Anderson, especially during that game, the team got more and more confident. Why? Because of the coaches. It helps. I'm. T- it's just awesome. It really is awesome. So. Well, and look, you and I, and well, maybe I'll just say me because I feel like I need to continue to defend myself. <laughs> I continually said there is a there's a an obvious optimism in those practices when we talked to the players after practices and after scrimmages that didn't exist a year ago. Like we I we agree. saw something very different with this team, and so we laughed at all of the national projections and even some that aren't too far from here in Nevada that said this Utah State team would only win three games and would be at the bottom of the Mountain West. We laughed in their faces. Because they didn't see what we were seeing. They were taking a very lazy, easy approach to say, oh, you only won one game last year? Well, you guys are going to be bad again. And they're not paying attention to you know, what's actually happening on this campus. So Four- it's fun. It's really it's it's very exciting time for Utah State. No question. 4086, can't we all just get along? Just once have a positive show for 15 minutes? Sounds like the show Kitchen Nightmares. We're fine. We always get along. What are you There's a show about? called Kitchen Nightmares. I don't even want to know. I don't even want to. I don't even watch HGTV. Two four zero nine. I wonder how many other people sometimes hope the Aggies get beat just to shut up or shut AJ up. What did I do? I would never want the Aggies to lose just to have somebody proven wrong. Okay, nice of him. Uh, Two seven eight seven. Ajay, you need to drink some of Eric's Kool-Aid. I hate to break it to you, but the Aggies will not go undefeated this year. They may be 7-5, and five, and I would consider that a successful year with the new coaching staff and the way the last few years have gone. That would be a huge success. Yes. A tremendous. Absolutely. I, again, you may call me negative, but I would say 6-6 six <laughs> and six is still a, very, is a huge success. In your first year as a head coach, taking the team to a bowl game, it's only happened one other time. Uh, see four zero eight six. Do you guys ever feel like walking out on each other? <laughs> Only when the listeners are like, "Hey, where's AJ Knight?" <laughs> then I'm like, "You know what? The heck with this. I don't want to be here anymore." Uh, yes, it is a happy marriage. Uh, five eight seven nine. I'll repeat my April twenty sixth football season predict or 
Yeah, prediction. Aggie football is going to be dominant. Eight plus wins. Zero, 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 five. If we beat Air Force, which I'd love, and so would I, so would we, but that says a lot. But if they beat Air Force, nine and three, lost to BYU, Boise, and San Jose. Ah, oh, that doesn't mean you make it to the Mountain West Conference Championship. Dang it. Nine and three is great, but God, I want to be in that title game. Uh, nine three one zero. I th- I don't think we're concerned enough about the Aggie offense. They didn't score a touchdown until the fourth mm. quarter. No inside passing game. I think they're vastly improved, but more than six wins would be a big surprise. Okay, that's a great thought. The Aggie offense did sputter a lot. We had two turnovers, both by the quarterbacks, a fumble and a pick. Nine three one zero is uh, very negative on the Aggies. Apparently. Oh, don't stop it, Eric! Don't take I'm just your issues applying and the pin same it on standard else. that you're applying don't to me. Don't pin it on nine three one zero, though. <laughs> Good heck! Uh, yeah, they did sputter at times, uh, but man, they scored when it counts. And look, if you they get did. in the field goal range and, and, and get—I know you don't want field goals, but those field goals ended up like what the, the nine points, right? You went three of three. Man, those were huge. It was huge for those guys and. Uh, I think it, look, it was game one, so I think maybe it picks up here in game two. I agree. This is a great game for them as a follow-up yes. to that. Yes. They had things they needed to fine-tune and get better at. I they did enough to yeah. win, which is awesome. I mean, that speaks a lot to the coaching that went on and some of the changes and improvements that have taken place. But to get to the point where they are going to have a winning season, they need to be better than, than they were. And with some of the games on their schedule – they can't play like they did at Washington State and come out with, with victories like that. Yep. So I would absolutely agree to you on this. 7994, where is AJ now? Okay, you know what? Let's go to break. <laughs> I'm so sick of this. 4086, do we need uh, do we need Dr. Phil? I do now because AJ Knight's not here. <laughs> uh, we do need to take a timeout. And uh, when we come back, we continue our opposition research. Don't forget, coming up next hour, Uh, I had a conversation with Connor Coles after practice yesterday, the Mountain West Conference Special Teams Player of the Week. Stephen Cottsonley, the punter for Utah State. That was fun. Great accent. A lot of fun talking to him about Australian rules football. Uh, And a conversation that we had with Bubba Schweigert. He is the head coach of North Dakota Fighting Hawks coming to Logan on Friday and get his perspective about the matchup coming up this week. That's all coming up on the Full Court Press. The first ever Latino festival is September 18th on Center Street in Logan. Come celebrate the Latin culture with food, music, dance, and cultural performances. The festivities get underway at 3 p.m. Enjoy live bands, a parade with authentic Latin dress. And did we mention food? Ridiculously good food trucks. Then work off the calories with everyone's favorite dance-based workout, Zumba. The Latino Festival is presented by Gosner Foods, where you can earn up to $20 an hour quarterly bonuses and free health insurance members first credit union our name says it all thermo fisher hispanic employees resources group cytiva earn hourly wages of 20 dollars or more at cytiva ifit a global company committed to diversity and inclusion welcomes everyone to the latino festival bring your family your friends and even your dance shoes to the first ever latino festival september 18th starting at 3 p.m on logan's center street ascent aesthetics is throwing a parking lot party monday september 13th from 4 to 8 the first 50 people receive gift bags enjoy food trucks prizes every 15 minutes live demos and you can win amazing treatments like botox 
skincare, laser hair removal, and microneedling. Special pricing is available on all purchases. Join us on Aesthetics Monday, September 13th from 4 to 8 at 169 North Gateway Drive, Providence. Prizes, fun, and food. Go to AscentAesthetics.com. That's AscentAesthetics.com for more details. Ascent Aesthetics looks forward to meeting you. Essie Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary benefits with our Integrity Price Guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet pricing, or so-called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing. So you'll get Essie Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7, where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the sign of the clock. Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. Are you getting ready to retire but your spouse isn't 65 yet? We can help. We focus on health insurance so we can provide you the best possible service and information. Come the third Thursday, September 16th at 7 p.m. to our free seminar. We'll empower you with the information you need to make a confident decision. Come see us at LSS Insurance the third Thursday, September 16th at 7 p.m. Call 752-9493 to RSVP as seating is limited. Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Coach Blake Anderson, we go over one degree better every day, and every game we want to be one degree better. So we just, I understand that um, a lot of SCS teams are taking down these top opponent teams, and we're just looking at it as we're still the underdog and we still have something to prove this season. I love that mentality. That's uh, Dominic Tatum. We have to feel like we're the underdog and have something to prove this season. And really, yeah, they they are the underdog. And then should feel like that most of the year after uh, what the national media uh, and even some regional media felt about Utah State and the lack of of credit that they were giving this team and its, uh, uh, and its players. So... Um, they have to come out with every game like we've got something to prove. Got a big chip on their shoulder. Tatum, big part of what happened for their success on Saturday, and I think he's got a big role to play on this defense in the secondary. And I loved how they used him also on pressure packages as well, coming up and run support or getting after the quarterback. So I just the one thing we can't have happen is stupid fifteen yard. A penalties for unsportsmanlike conduct. <laughs> he had that great hit. No, yes. uh, seriously, he Eric. He had that great hit, and he stands over the guy and he just jabs at him verbally. Why, dude? That that nearly cost you the game. You have to be better than that. You have to be smarter than that. And talking to Coach Blake Anderson, he had actually uh, talked about this. Uh, I think I uh, after the game, um, he said. Yeah, we'll have to have a conversation with him, but I can't tell you exactly how that conversation is going to go because, yeah, don't want to get in trouble. Uh, but just can't do it. Great hit, great player. Got to keep your emotions in check. No dumb 15-yard penalties. And the other thing I want to see, Eric, is no three false start penalties on a drive. Three, uh, what, we had like three out of three four plays. We had a false one, start play. One series, yeah. I mean, seriously. 
But I give a lot of credit to that uh, offensive co- uh, line uh, coaching staff, Micah James, uh, and the, 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 those guys on the offensive front. Like they never they did held that their again. Own. And they, you're right, they did hold their own. And in the second half against a Pac-12 team, the Utah State offensive line was pushing their guys around. Yeah, and it's all about the conditioning. It's all about just they run those guys. They run them, they run them, they run them. So by the fourth quarter, Washington's huffing and puffing, and Utah State's as fresh as ever because they've had breaks. Like that, That's easier than what they get in practices. They have breaks, they have timeouts, they have reviews, and so they're getting a chance to catch their breath and then get back at it again. I mean, they they were well. A lot of credit needs to go to Paul Jackson, the strength and conditioning coach. He has got those kids well prepared for a full uh, sixty-minute football game. Right, and they really probably could have gone faster than they did. Yeah. Oh heavens! Because they had guys cramping, and they needed to slow things down a bit. Six minutes and forty-seven seconds on that like second-to-last drive, man. That was nuts. They took off what nearly seven minutes of the clock and still found a way to win. Five eight seven nine on our Guild Mortgage text line. I love what Coach A preaches to his guys: selfless, tough, and accountable. Yep, exactly. And I think they're all accountable, and they're all very tough. They're mentally tough this year. That's, and I love to. Uh, who was it that said? You know what? Last year's team would have lost by forty. This year's team has built some mentality of being tough and going into that game and being an out physical out. How do you say that? Played more physically? Yes, thank you. <laughs> than the other team. Shut up. You called him Bubby. I don't even want to hear it from you right now. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> I was very embarrassed. Can't wait. Um, anyways, yeah. They just... Eric, that's the thing. Is It's a Pac-12 team. Montana should have never been more physical than Washington. Ever. Nowhere. On this planet should Montana have been more physical than Washington. Utah State should not have been more physical than Washington State, especially with that offensive line they have. That is unreal. That is crazy. Um, but again, it's credit to the coaching staff, to Paul Jackson yes. and Blake Anderson yes. by going in there and making sure, look, don't go play scared. Right, and this is a, a roster of players who have bought into what this coaching staff, including the strength and conditioning, of all trying to preach here, and you can tell they they've bought in. Now, are they all the way there yet? No, but man, they've made some great strides. Yep, I'd and say so. Getting that win, yes, it was against a bad Pac-12 team, but that doesn't matter. It was on the road at a Power Five program that has better resources, better facilities, better opportunities uh, for their players. And Utah State went in there and made a statement, huge win. But it comes back to. That was great for a day or two. Now we've got to put it behind you. On a short week, you got to condense everything. And get ready everything. for a tough, physical North Dakota team. They're just as physical as Washington, if not more. They're built that way. They're built to be physical offensively and defensively. This is going to be a problem on Friday night. And I'm excited to see how our Aggies respond versus that kind of physicality. Uh, one of their captains is Matt Willetsko. He's a left tackle. He was recognized as the offensive lineman of the week for his division. Oh, cool. Um, but uh, he played a big role also in the type of game that Otis Weah had. Now, he's their running back. Stout, smallish, 
but physical runner. He is stocky. Close to the ground, hard to bring down. Consensus All-American, and he's on the Walter Payton watch list. Yes, solid. He had three touchdowns last week at Idaho State, and uh, Coach Blake Anderson says, (laughs) watch out for, uh, um, what's his number? Otis Weah. Otis way up. I'm trying to get his number. Watch out for number 26. Yeah. He's low to the ground, center gravity, powerful, and they give him the ball a lot, and they're they're dedicated to trying to, to run the ball downhill. They, they've, they've got a good O-line. Schematically, they're going to make you see a ton of different formations, and, and you're going to have to tackle well. So I, I think just low center gravity, powerful, lower body, hard to bring down, and they're, they're not afraid to – to put their face on you, man. That's a it's a physical blue collar football team in a league that all play that way. Uh, they're not going to be intimidated at all when they come in here. They're going to expect to to be successful and win. So it's there's a lot of factors involved, but a physical O line and running back and the way the style of play, just the overall style of play, all are things that we have to we have to match and exceed their physical nature up front, their their energy level. Uh, tackle well, be physical. It's, it's going to be a key part of the game. They're not afraid to put their face on you. It's an interesting phrase. They're they're not inf- afraid to get up in your space and push you around. No. They're not intimidated Again. by Utah State whatsoever. And there's a sense of like cockiness and arrogance, in a good way, I say that, coming from North Dakota. Eric, they're not even supposed to win this game. They're probably going to be a double-digit underdog. Uh, Has that been out? Is that out yet? Uh, I I'll don't know. I'll look at it. For the sake of those who might be wanting to know for financial reasons, we'll find out. Um, Entertainment purposes. Well, yeah, that and Skittles. Uh, but, like, they have a lot of confidence coming to this game. They just beat Idaho State by 21. I mean, they, they kind of floundered at the end of it, and, and it got closer than it needed to be, but they still handled Idaho State pretty well. Uh, they're here to collect a paycheck. They're, so, they're going to try and keep the game close, but just – Plan on them letting out all the stops, all right? Coming in here and trying to get a big win over Utah State, it's, uh, man, I'm intrigued how they how they come out swinging. If they're just going to use clock and run the ball with Otis, if they're going to try and balance it with a good passing attack, and they have two quarterbacks that they're using, by the way. Uh, so that could be interesting. Yeah, because they are an FCS team, they've not set a line of interest for that one. But you mentioned their their quarterback situation. Um, Tommy Schuster gets the bulk of snaps. They do use a two quarterback system, but really it's a main, one guy, and that's Tommy Schuster. And uh, Coach Anderson lets us know what he sees in their starting quarterback. I, I think he's got the ability to hurt you with his with his feet, and he he connects the dots really well. I mean, you would consider them more of a control style of, of, of game and, and system, but but they have the ability to hurt you, uh, you know, with the quarterback's feet, and he can obviously make the throws. Got a couple big targets. Uh, not sure. I know they had a couple injuries. It'd be interesting to see if they lose anybody coming into this game. But, you know, you cannot just stick your head in there and, and lose sight of the fact that he has the ability to push the ball downfield. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't throw for big passing yards. I think the – the biggest passing play went to their tight end. Um, it was uh, well, he their tight end had two catches. Each was more than uh, twenty yards. But um, like he said, it is more of a controlled ball control. Uh, just kind of pick it up at it, it, it a couple of yards here and a couple of yards there. It's not big explosive plays, but they will con- continually come at you. Three four two six text into the show. 
Now is not the time to rest on your laurels. Keep working and playing the way you've been taught. Keep it up. Don't let other people tell you how you should play. Play to the best of your ability. I'm tired of people telling Utah State how they should be instead of just being who they are. It's a physical blue-collar football team with a physical blue-collar coach. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That's I so like well that. said. I like that a lot. Very good. Yep. And, and again, it, 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 that's who Utah State is. Don't change your identity based on an opponent. Change. Just keep who you are and let the chips fall where they do. And I think that's what the Aggies are kind of, you know, they're going to prepare well. They're going to, uh, they're going to, uh, I think their coaches are going to put their players in the best position to win. And I know that's kind of coaches speak there, but it's really how it goes. Uh, and I, and I think if Utah just, Utah State executes, they're going to have a pretty good shot at winning this game. All right, another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, well, let's get into our What Went Wrong Wednesday. Oh, I've got a few of them for you. And uh, who said it? Actor, player, or coach? I love this game. See if you can... Why uh, do things keep playing on the computer? That's like the second day in a row. you just got random things playing. What? Nothing played? Yes, there was. No, it wasn't. I didn't play anything. Maybe I should Are you hearing voices or I'm hearing... sick of you. Twinkling sounds in your ears? Twinkling sounds? Western Extermination is your simple solution for lawn care and pest control. Your yard is meant to be enjoyed without bugs like ants and wasps, mosquitoes, and spiders, plus rodents that chew up your lawn and garden. Western Extermination offers fertilization to keep your lawn green and healthy and to keep weeds away. Rodents, dairy flies, and mosquitoes cause a problem when trying to enjoy the outdoors. You can count on Western Extermination to exterminate the problem. Ask about military and advance pay discounts, residential and commercial properties, curb-to-curb services. Western Extermination has you covered. 512-0014. That's 512-0014 for Western Extermination. We all have items in our homes that can be recycled. Old aluminum cans, aluminum siding, car batteries, electrical cords, plumbing fixtures, and dozens of other things. Did you know if Americans recycled just one-tenth of their newspapers, it would save 25 million trees this year? Recycling is easy at Valley Recycling. Take in your metals, even if you're not sure what they are. They'll take what they can and pay you for it. Valley Recycling pays cash for old cars and other scrap metal. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North 10th West in Logan. Thursday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. A new season is upon us, and the Dallas Cowboys look to make a statement against the defending Super Bowl champs, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Hi, this is Jerry Recco. Join Kevin Ray, Danny White, myself for all the action. Can Dak Prescott and the Cowboys take down Tom Brady and the Buccaneers on the road? It's the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Thursday afternoon, beginning at 545 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. The Aggies are number one here. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Of football, they don't have to remind me. We just know um, we want to go one and zero every week, and uh, we all have that same uh, mentality. And like what I was saying to the guys this week in my room, that don't forget, like we was a one and six. I wasn't a part of it, but I'm, I'm part of this program now. We was a one and sixteen last year, so we need to treat every game like we were one and sixteen, with our backs against the wall, like we the underdogs every game. A similar sentiment uh, echoed by Calvin Tyler Jr. to what Dominic Tatum said just a moment ago. This yep. is a team that it, look, it permeates. This is a team. They've 
these guys aren't dumb. They know that that nobody outside of Cash Valley has given them a fighting chance for anything this season. Including Eric Franson inside of Cash Valley. I knew you were going to say that. So not true. You said they were going to lose. I thought they would lose to Washington State. Okay. Yes. Let's not make sure we would. give credit where credit's due. Keep it close, but I did not predict the win. <laughs> um, hey, by the way, I got to ask you really quickly. Do you take that line with Skittles on the line? What line? The Colorado State line. Do you take it with Skittles? Oh, yeah. We were looking ahead at other Mountain West teams. <laughs> Colorado State is hosting Vanderbilt <laughs> Saturday night. CBS Sports Network. Colorado State by seven. That is nuts. That's just no way. No way. So Colorado State lost to an FCS team, but so did Vanderbilt. Ooh, they lost 23-3. to <laughs> Dude, they're squash. <laughs> Both teams are going to be basketball schools this year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> East Tennessee State Buccaneers hey. beat Vanderbilt 23-3. to You got to love you gotta love Tom Brady and the Bucs. It's a good team. Vanderbilt kicked the field goal in the first quarter and never scored again. <laughs> That's so bad. Oh, man. Wow. Maybe I do take Colorado. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Oh, man. Eric, what went wrong for you on the what went, what went wrong Wednesday? And listeners, you can also text in our Gail Morgers text line, 435-339-0321. Was, what was your what went wrong? Well, Eric? first, my prediction for the game. Yep. And for the season. I'm, I'm not there yet. We'll find out. Um, but I was, besides that, though, what – I have to think what went wrong with Coach Rolovich when you've got first and goal, oh, and you short yardage, mine. and you swap out the quarterback? And you bring in a freshman quarterback. First and goal, you bring in a freshman quarterback who hadn't seen the game all night long at all. Hadn't seen any action. Late in the third, and you bring him in for two. With the chance to put the game away. And like a, like a diamond package of running back, as uh, Logan Jones called it. And you set two backs to the left and right, and you lose a total of full y- four yards in those two plays. If it's Delora, the way he was seeing the field and running off of the run-pass option, he would have waltzed in off the right side so, for a, a touchdown twice. So I'm there in the press box, and I look down, and I see Laura jogging off. Now, he had jogged off a couple of times just to get instructions from Milovich. So I'm watching him, and I'm, he's jogging. I'm like, okay, there's Rolovich. He's going to jog. And then all of a sudden, I see Cooper start jogging on, and I, and, I, and I watch Laura, and he just goes past Rolovich, and he raises his hands kind of like, what? Like honestly, he raises his hands of, what are we doing? And Cooper goes in there, loses four yards. Then you bring back Laura in, and it's third and goal. You get a delay at game, so now you're back another five yards. And you settle for a field goal. Like, if you're Utah State, you're thinking, oh, thank goodness, you guys. Oh, he's not a freshman, by the way. Is he a sophomore? Uh, Redshirt junior. Yeah, that's right. Because he was at Lehigh the uh, same time that um, Carson Terrell was there. Ah, thank uh, you. He's the, he's the kid from Utah. Thank you, 0945. Appreciate the help on so that. I don't know if he's bringing him in like, hey, short yardage situation. We should get the guy but to score one on his home, t- home state doing? team. And he just messed it up. Just outdumbs himself on that. That is unreal. And, and that, like, honestly, that gave the Aggies second life because they're like, oh, we held him to a field goal. We're, now let's go win this thing. 
Uh, let's see here. 3886. Colorado State will cover at home versus Vandy. Vandy also lost to an FCS team, as you pointed out, Eric yeah, Eastern. Bad. Tennessee East, State East Tennessee Buccaneers. State. Oh, jeez. Uh, 3426. What went wrong Wednesday? I don't want to hear it's a Utah State comeback. It's a Utah State win. I don't know when a 5-6 to six halftime score uh, and the most are down is 12 is a huge comeback. It's not a massive comeback. All that means is you win, as they say, a win is a win, whether it's by 1 or 50. Here's the thing, is they were down 12 with 5.5 minutes left. In any other, in a lot of other games, I should say, that's an automatic 99.9% of the chance you're winning. You, Utah State, and this is why this is a big deal, Utah State has not done this in over 50 years. Utah State's had opportunities, but they have fallen short. They shoot themselves in the foot. So it is a big comeback. You're down double digits in the fourth quarter on the road at a Power 5 team. Yeah, both teams struggled offensively, and it was a weird halftime score. It was a baseball score. But, yeah, a win is a win, and but that is a big win. I, we have to recognize the significance of that win. First time a coach in his first game as a head coach gets a win in – Nearly 50 years. First time the Aggies win on the road at a Power 5 school in 50 years. That's a big win. Yeah. And you did it coming from behind by double digits. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so, so I have to agree to disagree. Hey, what went wrong? FCS teams beating Division One teams. You talked about it. Vanderbilt, Washington, uh, New Mexico, UNLV. Or not New Mexico, sorry. Uh, Colorado State. Colorado State. Like, come on. You're an FBS team. Act like one. Play like one. You shouldn't be getting beat by Montana at home or, you know. Yeah, the, the Nevada and Utah State wins at, against Pac-12 opponents else. at their places kind of gets negated when yeah. you have Mountain West teams losing on their home fields to FCS competition. Bad losses. Yep, bad. So maybe what went wrong, Mountain West Conference football, with the <laughs> exception of Utah State. Hey, we've got to take another quick timeout. When we come back, who said it? Actor, athlete, or coach? It's one of our favorite segments of the week. That's coming up next on the Full Court Press. If you want to hit a home run or score a touchdown when it comes to your vehicle's maintenance, get your oil changed at Valvoline Instant Oil Change in Logan. This is Dustin with Valvoline Instant Oil Change. Preventative maintenance is huge in your game plan to keep your vehicle on the road. Not only do we change your oil, but we can also provide other services like recharging your air conditioning. Stay in your car while our trained pros service your vehicle. Valvoline Instant Oil Change, 695 North Main in Logan, across from Angie's. Daryl's Appliance provides the best repair service. Daryl's techs are trained to pre-diagnose your repair problem before they arrive at your home, so it can be completed on their first trip. As a plus, Daryl's parts department is stocked from A to Z for you do-it-yourselfers, and Daryl's has used parts to save you money. Dishwasher baskets, bake elements, microwave trays, and more. For sales and service since 1970, it's Daryl's Appliance, west on Airport Road. This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. It's first and goal on the 10-yard line. Your team is poised to make the play of a lifetime. Your quarterback hands off to the running back who rushes right into a wall. Now the away team says they'll take the wall out of your way, but only after you hand them a suitcase full of cash. That's exactly how ransomware works. In 2020, half of all organizations were victims of a ransomware attack. Don't take risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at lesolson.com. 
interviews, analysis, and a little bit of fun mixed in. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, coming up, it's the uh, Dan Patrick Above the Noise, sponsored by Napa Auto Parts. Don't forget they've got their gold filter sale going on now through September 15th at the five locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence. Best deal on filters going on now at the Napa Gold Filter Sale. All right, Ajay, it's uh, Wednesday. Actually, we've, we've got a text nomination for what went wrong Wednesday, and then we'll yes. get into our actor, athlete, or coach. What went, was he 6891? What went wrong with UConn besides them being a bad team? <laughs> so their coach says, I'm going to retire at the end of this year, and then like a day later says, actually, uh, I'm done. I'm out. No way. Are you serious? Yeah. Hey, what went wrong? Uh, Brian Kelly. Maybe our t- whole team should have been executed tonight. Oh, that has been way overblown. No, dude. Okay. If you're going to say it or if you're going to requote it, requote it correctly. Well, try. It's not his original quote. Yeah, it's like that quote is what, 30 years old? Well, did Vampire or? Dude steal a quote or from somebody <laughs> then? Because he butchered that. Oh, Vampire Dude. We'll have to, yeah, we'll have to do that next hour. Yes, we are doing we'll that. Have time. We have to do it next hour. Yeah. We have to, dude. Hey, by the way, really quickly, Derek Jeter being inducted to the Baseball Hall of Fame today. One of the greatest ever to do it. Had a great Hall of Fame speech today. Um, you know, the when I think of Derek Jeter, I think of two plays. One, uh, of course, the uh, Mr. November home run that he had against the Arizona Diamondbacks. And two, without question, his 2001 ALCS play when he goes from shortstop to the first baseline because Shane Spencer overthrows two cutoff men down the line, and Jeremy Giambi, who doesn't know how to slide for some stupid reason, doesn't know how to slide home, runs into home plate standing up, and is easy as all get out to tag. If he slides, he's safe. And that throw doesn't matter, and the A's probably win the ALCS. Forever history's changed. But because of one guy having the instinct of going to the first baseline for no reason at all, only to have the instinct of like, oh, Shane Spencer's throwing it. I bet he over Chuck's two cutoff men. And then getting there and making the play to Posada to tag out Giambi and eventually win that game and then win the next two to win the ALC or uh, I guess ALDS, I should say. Incredible. Jeter is the greatest baseball player ever, in my opinion. Ever? Ever. Wow. Better than Babe Ruth. Better than... Cy Young. Jeter was always solid. Oh, dude. I don't I don't know that Smooth. he was ever the, the the best player in the league all the time for every year that he was in there. There may have already been always been somebody that year maybe a little bit better than Jeter, but he was consistently good. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that's what stands apart for me in my mind. I don't know if I'm ready to call him the best player ever, but he was always consistently good. Oh, man. Showed up every really game. really stands out about Derek Jeter. Showed up every game. Going to miss that guy on the Yankees team. Uh, coming up next what are you hour. Laughing at, coming you up sure. next hour, we will continue our opposition research. Uh, an exclusive interview with Connor Coles and Stephen Cottonley. Some special teams flavor uh, coming up next hour. And then uh, an extended conversation with Bobby. Bubba 
You were going to say Bubby. Bubba you were Schweiger. Going to make sure I get it right. Head yes. coach of the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. It's all coming up next hour here on the Full Court Press. Money. Getting you ready for Utah State. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Remember all those Tom Brady quotes in New England, like, I'm just taking it one game at a time, and it's all about execution? Oh, yeah, that's right. Brady never said anything with the Patriots. But now that he's in Tampa, he's making up for lost time. He recently told the Tampa Bay Times that he had COVID during the offseason, and that he plans to keep playing in Tampa for a while. But one thing hasn't changed, his attention to detail. He's also complained about the new rule that allows players to switch numbers. He plays the Cowboys on Thursday and said that last-minute number changes make the offense's job much harder. Maybe that sounds like a get-off-my-lawn take, but you can't doubt Brady. He hasn't won seven Super Bowls because of just his talent. He wins because he's obsessed with the small things, the details. He'll probably figure this out, but his complaints once again show just how he approaches the game now and why he's the greatest of all time. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Last year, there was a victim of identity theft. Every three seconds, a criminal could be spending your money, applying for loans in your name, damaging your credit, even selling your personal information on the dark web. Unfortunately, you could miss certain threats to your identity by just checking bank statements and monitoring your credit. The solution? LifeLock Identity Theft Protection. LifeLock sees certain threats you might miss if you're just monitoring your credit and alerts you if they find something that could be suspicious. Plus, if you become a victim of identity theft, a U.S.-based identity restoration specialist is dedicated to your case and will work to fix it from start to finish. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but LifeLock by Norton can help protect your personal information so you can keep what's yours. Save up to 25% off your first year. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code PATRICK. That's LifeLock.com. Promo code PATRICK. This is the season to stock up on oil and filters. It's the fall Napa Gold Filter Cell at all five Cache Valley Napa Auto Parts stores. Napa Synthetic Blend Oil, $1.99 a quart. Seafoam Fuel Additive, $5.99 a can. Napa 15W40, $9.99 a gallon. Chevron Dello 15W40, $11.99 a gallon. These specials and a whole lot more during the Napa Gold Filter Cell, now through September 15th at your five locally owned Preston to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores. I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of? It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time. Alpine Home Medical, we bring you asked, begged, and even pleaded, and the heavens heard you. KLGN Logan, 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. We are what you need to know. Lead things off first in Major League Baseball. Rockies had a 3-0 advantage over San Francisco until the sixth inning, and then all of a sudden they fell apart. San Francisco scored four times in the top of the ninth inning. They beat the Rockies on the road. 7-4 was the final there. 
You got the Rangers and the Diamondbacks, Texas leading right now in the home half of nine, eight to three in that contest. Mets and Marlins are underway. Seattle took care of business winning in Houston. Eight to five was the final score in that contest. Meanwhile, away from all that, we go to the fun. Dirk Jeter, Larry Walker, Ted Simmons, and Marvin Miller all inducted into baseball's Hall of Fame. Class of 2020, that is. Tampa Bay Rays are promoting their top outfielder prospect, Josh Lowe, from the minor leagues. Meanwhile, Pittsburgh Steelers all-pro linebacker T.J. Watt practicing with the team today. No update on his status for this weekend's festivities. And for all the list, we're available online. Head to foxsportsradio.com. I'm David Gascon. It's the Full Court Press. There is no stopping this team! The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. Merrill for the lead. He's got it! It's the Full Court Press with Eric Franson and A.J. Selvason. I'd hate to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Andre Salveson with you here on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, the 106.9 The Fan mobile app, and 106.9TheFan.com. Uh, continuing on with our opposition research today, interviews, exclusive interviews with players and coaches coming up here this hour. Uh, reigning Mountain West Conference Special Teams Player of the Week, Connor Coles. Getting it done on a broken foot gives more details on what that's all about. Now he's still getting it done on the field. Uh, Stephen Cottsonley, uh, he had some great punts. Usually you don't want to talk about the punter at all, but if you do, it's good to have somebody like Stephen Cottsonley on your roster. Did you ask him about like the kind of he has the watermelon kick and the banana kick? I uh, did not know to you, ask him about the watermelon Ma- kick or the banana kick. Eric, you got to do some research. He okay. did talk about having different kicks, like uh, if you have a compared it to golf. You know, you have different clubs in your bag for different situations. Oh yeah, there's different kicks for different. Because I'm a big fan of punting. I love punting and kicking, so I like to get in. I like to dive deeper into that stuff. I like to get into the weeds. Yeah, with with the punting. He was telling me about the watermelon kick and the banana kick. It was really interesting why he uses both in what situations. Okay, you'll have to enlighten us after we hear from him a little bit later on. And we also had a conversation with Bubba Schweitzer. Mm-hmm. Not Schweitzer. Schweigert. There we go. Bubba Schweigert. What is I your problem? I cannot get his you name so right. You are so disrespectful to North Dakota football. I don't know why I can't get football. his name right. Listen He's to you. head coach of the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. You have no Hawks. respect for them. He was gracious enough to spend some time with us earlier this afternoon. Even though and Eric so kept making fun of him. We will play that back for you this hour. Um also, you can chime in on our Guild Mortgage text line as we continue the conversation. Uh, 9463 on our Guild Mortgage text line. Jeter is the Kobe Bryant of the MLB. That walk-off hit in his last game and Kobe's 60-point walk-off are so similar. Mm, that's good. Mm. That's really good. I love it. Good point. Thank you, 9463. I love Jeter. Man, I love watching him play baseball. Uh, so, Ajay, as part of our opposition <laughs> research, let's hear from some of the players, yes. actually, and get their thoughts about... Uh, not just what happened last weekend, that is certainly something worth celebrating and continuing to talk about, but also uh, just about moving this team forward uh, and uh, getting ready for their next opponent. I had a chance to catch up with uh, Connor Coles after practice yesterday, 
and uh, asked him about his foot, too, because one of his teammates said uh, he's been doing this on a broken foot for a little while. So here's Connor Coles, the reigning Mountain West Conference Special Teams Player of the Week. Connor Coles, Mountain West Conference Special Teams Player of the Week. Not the first time you've received that honor. What's it like getting that a second time around? Um, it means a lot. I really appreciate the recognition. Um, especially, I uh, want to shout out the protection unit, the P- whole field, field goal unit. Um, uh, Jacob Garcia, it was his first start uh, in collegiate football as a freshman, and he was perfect the whole the whole night. And uh, so that makes my job easy. And the protection, I never felt anything off the edges or anything like that so the whole unit really made it made my job easy to put it through when I when I needed to so I'm thankful to them so uh in a game where the offense struggled to get into the end zone at least earlier in the game you were really consistent I mean you had different spots on the field but what was the atmosphere like there and just your role in trying to help keep at least keep adding points to the board yeah I think the atmosphere on the team was really calm um Obviously, we wanted to be able to punch it through and convert on those. But, I, you know, it's my responsibility to make sure that even though, you know, we want to touch down, field goals aren't what we're going for, but to be able to keep putting up those points to keep the momentum moving of the team so we're able to stay calm and move forward. And the whole game plan, our plan was to take them in the fourth quarter, and that's what we did, and the offense took over. So I was glad we were, I was able to help keep us in it until the offense was able to do their job. What was that like after the game? This has been something that's been eluding Utah State football for many decades, and then you guys finally come through and get a big win like that on the road. What was that atmosphere like in the locker room, and what's it been like since then? Yeah, it's uh, ecstatic um, in the locker room. Uh, Yeah, especially the guys that have been here for a number of years. I started with the team back in 2017, and so I've been on a lot of those road games where we came close or driving down against, like, Michigan State and throwing a pick that was fresh in my mind when we were driving, making that last drive so to see us be able to convert and punch it into the end zone and uh, get a win on the road against a power five program that was that was amazing I'm really glad that I was able to be a part of that and be a part of the win and share that experience with my teammates okay so your teammate Chandler Dolphin goes out on social media and says what a job by Connor and did it on a broken foot can you give any more details on that um <laughs> Yeah, uh, I appreciate it, Chandler, shouting me out there. Um, yeah, I have uh, my foot's uh, broken. It's been broken since uh, I was getting pain back in January, I didn't, and then I got an x-rayed in July. And so I was in a boot all summer and then took off the boot and fall, or took off the boot in fall camp and got an x-ray, and it hadn't healed, and so it's not looking like it's going to heal for the season. So I'm just managing pain, and it's, uh, it's structurally sound, so it's just about kicking through it and it you know i can manage with it so and then we'll see after the season what what we need to do to get it fixed just gritting through and just making it work <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice and then uh, the last uh, question for me is just um well actually i have two uh you're a graduate senior um you're still sticking around at, at school what what did you graduate in and what are you working on studies now uh, yeah um yeah i graduated this spring in uh, the uh, mass, or sorry, uh, undergraduate in political science, and then uh, this fall I'm starting my MBA, um, and so I'm it's a one year program, but with football and the MBA program has been really awesome working with me, and so I'm stretching it out over the next two years of my eligibility. Oh, very cool. Okay, and then actually my my last question for you is, what is your distance? Uh, Do you know what your distance is? Like messing around, or like in a, like my longest in a game, or uh, just in a game? But what do you think you could hit? Uh, the longest one I've hit just out on the field messing around is 67. Woo. Wow. 
wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would feel like I would feel confident from 55. Wow. Okay. Well, let's hope you don't have to get to that. We're getting yeah. a little bit closer for you. Yeah. Connor Coles, thank you so much and congratulations on the honor. Appreciate it. Thank you so much. That's Connor Coles. He feels comfortable getting it from 55 if he has to. No, sorry. Just forget about that. He has a broken foot. <laughs> and he's kicking a football. Like, all right, well, just I got to boot this thing pain. from 36. Damn. It's going to hurt, but here we go. My broken foot's going to kick a football. What the heck? Does Coach know? It's working. Or is Coach finding out right now in the full court press as he's in his car? <laughs> I can't Wait, imagine Coach doesn't a- know. Because he's known about this for quite some time, it sounds like. <laughs> that that must be how bad our kicking situation when a kid has a broken foot and he's still winning the job. So does our backup kicker suck that bad? He's not a bad kicker, though. Our backup quarterback? Or backup I mean kicker? kicker? Well, the starting kicker is still getting it through. No, but I'm saying he has a broken foot, Eric. So, like, is our, is our backup kicker to relieve our unhealthy kicker not good enough to replace our kicker with a broken foot? I'm a little worried. No, I'm a lot worried, actually, coming to think about it. Jeez, if that kick gets blocked and someone runs into his foot, we're screwed. That could be not good. You should have asked him about that. <laughs> How the backup's doing? Yeah, I would ask. So, uh, how's your backup looking? <laughs> Three, four, two, six. Blue collar is blue collar. Great point. I agree. It's just, oh man, great. That's wonderful. But again, like you said, comfortably sixty-seven. Is and that with a healthy foot, by the way? During the game, from fifty-five. Okay, so wait. Well, I don't get it. So, like, what does casual mean? Like, he's just, hey, snap the ball. I'm just going to kick it. No pressure. All you got to do is clear the uh, offensive lineman in front of you. <laughs> that's, what, that's all you got to do in a game? Well, if you're if the defense is going to jump, can he – I mean, there's going to have some elevation quickly on that ball. And that's the challenge about long field goals is getting the ball high enough at the initial line of scrimmage and then still have it carry – to get to the uprights. Interesting. Interesting. I thought you were like an expert on kicking. Well, no, punting, not kicking. Punting. Punting, I know what I'm talking about. Kicking, I have no idea. All right. Somebody else who knows about punting. I wish you would have gone Stephen with him on this. Punter for Utah State. You shanked this interview. <laughs> well, he doesn't shank his punts. No. That one that he put at the one. Holy cow. Oh, that was beautiful. Dude, that was awesome. That was a thing of beauty. Oh, man. He gave him the wall, the old watermelon. So was that a watermelon punt? That was a watermelon punt, yes. Yes, it was a watermelon and punt. It wasn't a banana? No. You can tell when it's a watermelon. Was you can it tell when it's a banana. Wheel? No, Eric. It's the way the ball goes and it's Bloody the way river. he holds it. Come on, you're, I thought you knew all about punting. No, you're being disrespectful and mocking punting. He gave it the watermelon, and it landed at the one. Okay. I did not ask him about watermelons or bananas or any other fruit, but uh, did have a nice conversation with Stephen Cottsonley after practice yesterday. Uh, he's from Australia, so he's got an awesome accent, 
and he's got one of the best mustaches on the team. Grace, we talked about mustaches and accents to our punter. Yes. What else do you talk about? <laughs> Watermelon punts, banana punts. Stephen Cotsonley, Australian rules football, <laughs> converting it to American-style football, uh, and so far having some pretty good success at that. Now, you graduated high school in 2017, so there's a bit of a gap there between high school and what brought you here. What was it that finally got you into American football and eventually to uh, Utah State? Well, the person that actually got me into American football football was my little brother, Ennis. Um, He's a mad gridiron fan. He's a big uh, Saints fan, and I'd really, you know, I'd I'd watch highlights every now and then, but I'd never, never, like, fully understood the game, and then one day he comes up to me and goes, hey, Stephen, you know, like, there's this program that trains, I guess, Australian football players to punt in American football called Pro Kick Australia. And he's like, why don't you go have a crack at it? I'm like, hey, why not? So I, I rocked down on a Sunday, early Sunday morning and you know, um, I was lucky enough to get an invitation to the program and then fo- a couple months later I get a phone call from Utah State University. So yeah, you can thank my little brother for that little uh, introduction to this beautiful game. Yeah. So how different is... Aussie rules football to even rugby very different um, there's sort of elements of rugby in it such as I guess the shape of the ball and tackling and the short shorts and all that but um, Australian rules football is, is such a hard game to describe because again there's elements of all these different types of sports there's elements of American football um, soccer again rugby into all, all motion to one thing and I guess the main big difference is you can move the ball forwards. Yeah, it's played on a massive oval. I'm guessing. I don't know how do I how do I convert <laughs> yards into meters here? 200 ish meters. Um, big field. Man. Big field. Huge <laughs> field. Yeah. So, and scoring is different too. However, the uprights are really the uprights. Are the only thing that's been consistent throughout all three games. You know, like the the aim of the the kicking game is to kick the ball through the sticks. So, I guess that's nice to have that consistency throughout those three but yeah big difference between Aussie rules and rugby for sure so it it sounds like you were kind of a big deal with the Aussie rules football I mean you got a couple different recognitions you were a captain of your team uh, you were really involved with this and then you make a change and you come to America yeah well it's um Aussie rules is kind of the the bleeding oh sorry the beating heart of really Australian sport and that's it's the biggest sport in Australia so Growing up playing Australian football and being exposed to that sport, that really is Australia's game. You know, it makes it bringing that over here really, I guess, really close to home. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of my game. It's our game back in Australia. So to be able to show these guys what Aussie rules is and to see their ex- expressions and how blown away and just how radical it is to them, it's, you know, it's exciting stuff. And, you know, like, I love the contact. Yeah, that's actually one thing I do miss uh, as a punter, the getting the contact just because tackling was a normal thing in Aussie rules and but now so much I'm protected by a really nice group of guys so <laughs> I mean I guess if I don't get if I don't get hit it's a good thing so it's uh <laughs> that took a bit of adjusting too but every now and then on a return you might be able to mix it up a bit hey no returns this year that's not happening so uh, as long as my uh my skin's clean and my boots are clean I think the team's happy yeah there's a lot of Australians that are punting. I mean, this is kind of caught on. Um, and you've just got a great touch, uh, just rolling it out and kicking it. I mean, the the punt with Washington State, whether you're able to down it on the one-yard line, I mean, that's awesome. For you, is there a greater feeling as a punter when you see your team down it right there on the one-yard line? I mean, that's really the best thing we can do as a punter. Um, the whole job is to pin it deep, flip the field, and 
really to do anything that helps the team regardless um, is fantastic because really the way I see it is uh, when the punt team goes on it's almost a failure for the offense because they didn't we weren't able to convert um, the downs but hey I think to me the the punting game can change that 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 doesn't mean you turn away and wait till the next uh, possession it means hey watch this punt you know anything's going to happen the ball can go down on the one the um, ball can cause the return of the drop it and you never know these days and that's the one thing with the Aussies that we're really good at is different types of kicks Um, again that's part of Aussie rules how we the different types of kicks we learn it's almost like a goal for having different clubs in his bag so any situation anything on the field we we've got a we've got a club for it and we'll we'll utilize that for sure Nice, that's a good analogy. Um, I guess one of my last questions for you, is there anybody on the team rocking the mustache game any better than you are? <laughs> uh, Connor Coles had a good mustache. Uh, yeah, that, might, that might have helped him secure that special teams player of the week spot, I think. I think it's definitely the mustache has a, a lot to do with performance-wise. I think there's correlation between facial hair and performance. But I don't know. I haven't seen anyone be able to pick it up yet. Hopefully it's a nice little challenge for the, the guys around here. But, hey... So far, no takers. And then last question for me, what do you guys see initially out of uh, North Dakota, your next opponent coming up? Well, we can't take them lightly. Um, we saw the massive FCS upsets over the last week, and that's just a, a calling card for us to really step up our game and put the f- foot on the throttle. You know, um, We didn't play our best football against Washington State, and we know what we're capable of. So it's our job now to not let that slip and actually bring on the full force in North Dakota. It's going to be exciting for sure. Stephen Constantly, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Have a great day. He's fun to talk to. 2603, Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. I have no idea what that means. But what, what, How are you going to pronounce those last three things there? I'm not answering that question. That's why I just I said. I bailed you out. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have said it. I, I said just Aussie, 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 and I was like, huh. <laughs> huh. I should not have bailed you out. Dang it. I got too excited. <laughs> uh, Eric, look, we've talked about the issues that special teams can be. Uh, it's Aussie, as in Aussie. Wait, is it Aussie or Aussie? Aussie. Oh, it's Aussie. So Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Really? Okay. I love, man. I'm a huge fan of Aussie Osborne. It's good stuff. Um, is that where he's from? Aussie Osborne? I thought he was from England. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's from Well, it would have made sense if Aussie's from Aussie or Aussie, you know, Aussie's from Aussie, Australia. But, you know, it's interesting because they say Australia instead of Australia. Eric, I was thinking about uh, just we've had issues in the past, Utah State football has, in special teams. Before Dominic Everly came and saved the day, we had really bad issues in special teams. Uh, who is it, Jake Thompson or Josh Thompson? Uh, I think it, at uh, certain points they were both. Logan High products? Yeah, they suck. Um, they were not good. They struggled. <laughs> well, they were okay. They just they missed untimely field goals. Eric, it was a they chip shot, really and big. he, like, I mean, it, like the field goal post is here, and it went, like, there. It was just, like, a, just, a, just a bit outside. Um, but, uh, no, look, we've had issues on special teams, uh, punting, kicking, whatever it was. And then Dominic Everly came through and, and was huge for the Aggies. Um, and now you have, uh, and now you have Cottonley, uh, Connor's been really good so far. I, I pray 
he can he can be okay. Like I'm kicking with a broken foot. I'm telling you, if he gets blocked once, that could be trouble. So hopefully he's all right. Hopefully he can hang in there. He's he's been good so far, three of three already. In fact, he's six of six in his career as a field goal kicker. So he's he's doing it. Um, right, it's, Connor it's Cole's getting, got, It's going to come down to it at some point. Well, he got recognized uh, with the Mount West Special Mount Teams West Player of the Week. Yeah, honors last season with a solid performance over uh, in Utah State's win over New Mexico. Uh huh. And then got it this week. Yeah. Uh, for uh, again for uh, their win over Washington State. So, yeah, he's he's been great. And it's like I love Constantly, but it's, I think didn't Constantly win Special Teams Player of the Week one time last year? Or no. Uh, not to my knowledge. Okay, because I remember he had like a game where he had like seven punts and like four of them were down within the fifteen yard line. But you're like, please don't win Player of the Week because if you do, that's not a good thing. I think that uh, in that week that Connor Coles won, it was like a sweep. He got the special teams player. Uh, I believe Henninger was the defensive player and Peasley was that's the offensive right. Peasley player. was the offensive player. That's right. Oh. I remember there was, that was. I think those year. were the only honors that Utah State got all year, dude. That, and boy, man, people were ticked in the Mountain West Conference fan base. I should say, <laughs> not happy about Utah State winning those awards that at least that week. Um, but yeah, I look. I, I think our special teams has been awesome. Hope we can keep it going. We're gonna need it. It's gonna come down to special teams in one of these games. It's gonna come down to special teams, and they're gonna need it. So hopefully in the return game or yep. on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Where it's, hey, by the way, are you surprised Savon didn't get one? So it was a little confusing where uh, it looked like he could have gone for one and they called it a fair catch. Then he was jumping up and down like, oh, we should have gone. We should have gone. We should have yeah. done it. But I don't remember seeing him signal for a fair catch. Well, did he call it, though? Oh, Somebody so had to called it. Okay, I don't know if he had called it. I thought he called it. But I was just, I mean, there's a couple where you thought if he breaks one tackle and gets to the outside, he's gone. Like, there's nobody there except the kicker, and he's going to get there late. I was really surprised that he didn't break one against Washington State. Let me ask you, where would you set his line? for? Well, kickoff? they kicked away from him, too, for a yeah, lot of the game. Yeah, oh, man, there was a couple of them I thought, please, dude, just fair catch the ball and get down. And, like... And it, that tells you how good Savon Scarver is. Right. Is it's when someone's like, you know what, we'd rather have you take the ball at the 30. We'll give up yards than just to let Savon not, not touch it at all. That is crazy to me. What's your line for him on kickoff returns for a touchdown this year? Uh, well, in my bold predictions, it was two. Two, right? Yeah. Which would set a new NCAA record. Dude, I, st- I, st- I still think he gets it. I do. I think someone makes that mistake and they kick it to him and he punishes them for it. I don't know who, but yeah. maybe it's this weekend. That'd be great. But this coach knows about Savon. Yeah, he he brought it up, too. Uh, He's not that dumb. We'll hear from Bubba coming up next here on the Full Court Press. An extended conversation with the head coach of the North Dakota Fighting Hawks. Coming up next on the Full Court Press. (laughs) I'm Nate Crackman. This week in the Mountain West, a pair of road wins over the Pac-12 as Carson Strong leads Nevada past Cal, and Utah State comes back to stun Washington State. We'll talk to Aggies head coach Blake Anderson about that win. Plus, we'll check in with Hawaii after the Rainbow Warriors get their first W. It's all this week on the Mountain West Radio Network. Thursday afternoon during the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio 1069 FM, 1390 AM, The 
It's Youth Hockey Time for boys and girls ages 4 to 14. The Cash Valley Youth Hockey League wants you to try hockey for two weeks totally free. That's right. First-time skaters can try hockey for free for two weeks. All equipment is included. Coaches will walk you through everything needed. If you are interested in youth hockey, sign-ups are going on now. To learn more about the two-week free youth hockey trial, go to cashhockey.com. That's cashhockey.com. Cash Valley Youth Hockey. Join today. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. Throw out the records and the rankings as we bring you the battle for the state of Iowa and the Cyhawk Trophy. Hi, this is TJ Reeves. Join Steve Berline and me for all the action as Coach Matt Campbell looks to lead the Cyclones to victory over Coach Kirk Ferentz and the Hawkeyes. It's Iowa State and Iowa. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday afternoon, beginning at 1.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Did you know aluminum cans are 100% recyclable? They can be recycled over and over again. Take your aluminum cans, aluminum siding, and rain gutters to Valley Recycling. It takes 95% less energy to recycle cans than make new ones. In fact, recycling just one aluminum can saves enough energy to power a TV for three years. And when you take your aluminum to Valley Recycling, you get paid. Yes, Valley Recycling pays for aluminum, copper, brass, and other metals. Recycle and get paid for it. That's why they say when you go green, you get green at Valley Recycling. 145 North 10th West in Logan. It's the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM. 1390 AM, The Fan. Utah State takes on North Dakota for the first time ever. The two teams will face each other on Friday night in Logan. And uh, their head coach, Bubby Sh- uh, Bubba Schweikert, I don't know why I said Bubby, <laughs> Bubba Schweikert, <laughs> Joins us now here in the Full Court Press. Sorry about that, Coach. Hey, but, Coach. Uh, thanks for your time today. Yeah, you're welcome. Good to be with you. Hey, first of all, this um, the it's kind of becoming a, a national story over the last uh, week or so about these FCS schools uh, performing really well against FBS uh, programs. And uh, first of all, I just want to get your idea as to why that might be. Well, I think, you know, there's some really good programs and good teams at the FCS level. If, uh, you know, you look at uh, some of the games last week, you know, South Dakota State is from our league here in the Missouri Valley, and, you know, they've had a, a good history in FCS here, especially the last few years, and, you know, have a lot of respect for Dan Hawkins out there at Cal Davis, and they won a game, and Eastern Washington has done this, you know, a number of times, and those are just... Uh, few of the teams that I'm familiar with and you know they're good football teams and I think you know you look at uh, these teams and you know anything can happen in a football game and if you take care of the football and you limit penalties and do a good job on special teams you know you, you have a good opportunity to be successful. 
Hey, Coach, a 21-point win over Idaho State last week. You guys did a, a pretty well good job in, in, in taking care of the ball. On the defensive side, you were able to force some turnovers. Uh, talk about that game last week and what he saw out of you guys. Yeah, you know, we were pleased to go out there and get a win. We think any time you go on the road, it's a challenge. And this is the first time our 2021 team has been on the road and the first time we were out playing a game. So, you, you know, I thought we had a good fall camp and, and until you get out there in the game, you don't know how your guys are going to react. But what really helped us was you know, we forced an early turnover and turned that into points, and I thought that gave us a lot of momentum and a lot of confidence early in the season. And then, you know, it was kind of a, a battle throughout the first half, and we had a nice goal line stand that gave us some momentum and really to follow up the goal line stand with moving the ball out of our own end and getting three points I thought was key. And, and then a really good third quarter with forcing a couple turnovers and, you know, turning them into points. And then we'd like to play better in the fourth. I thought we got a little bit, uh, you know, lost our focus, lost some of our discipline in the fourth quarter. So there's always things to work on. But we're pleased with the win. It's a place that, uh, and a team that we, you know, have had a real struggle with, a touch, tough matchup. And so we were pleased to uh, go on the road and get that first win. Coach, uh, um I kind of want to go back to this the weird year that you guys had and everybody in FCS had, having a, a season in the spring, normally a time reserved for development and you know just trying to figure out who you have, and instead you're trying to figure out you know week to week who you're facing. Um, having that spring season, and you guys had a good spring. Uh, you, you had a good season, 5-2, and two, uh, and you made it to the uh, FCS uh, quarterfinals. But how does that going through a regular season in the spring, has that prepared you for what you're going through now as you're getting into this typical fall season? Yeah, I think any time you can play games, you can improve as a football program. And, you know, when our conference uh, called off the fall season, uh, they asked us to take the temperature of our team, what we want to do, and our guys wanted to play. You know, we had one guy who was graduating with a graduate degree in December of 2020 and he opted out but the rest of our guys wanted to play so we went ahead and played and i think it helped our program it helped our team uh we were able to host some teams it would have been our first year in the missouri valley football conference so we hosted south dakota state and south dakota some teams that we hadn't played for a while and then we went down to north dakota state and, and we did have a good solid spring i thought we played pretty well and earned a spot in the playoffs. We were able to win a playoff game and then go on the road and play James Madison, who's been one of the top teams in FCS for you know a number of years now. And We can grow and learn from those experiences. So I, I thought it was really good for a football program. The challenge was how do you handle the physical wear and tear on the guys and come back and play a fall season. So that was the challenge for us. And some of our guys you know, still recovering from injury a bit because of the quick turnaround. Uh, and well, that was going to be a follow-up question that I had for you. Was how has that affected the health of your team, having to go through a regular season like you did and not have as much time for recovery? Yeah, you know, there's uh, four guys that that it affected. Uh, you know, Brock Boltman um, is still coming back. He's a receiver for us, and he played some last week. Bo Belquist was injured in the first round of the playoffs, and. Uh, he's coming back, and we don't know how much he'll be able to go uh, on Saturday night. He'll make the trip, or on Friday night, I'm sorry. 
He'll make the trip, but we aren't quite sure. Jordan Kennedy is safety for us in the same situation. Evan Holm uh, recovered probably quicker than uh, we thought, so we we're pleased to see him and and get some reps at corner. You know, we played him a little spot play last week, but as he gets healthier and feels better, he'll play more snaps for us. So those were the four guys that were the main guys uh, that had to recover from some season-ending injuries, and and we needed to do a good job with rehabbing them. I thought our sports medicine staff and PT staff did an excellent job with those guys, and at some point they'll all be back this season. So, Coach, other than those four guys, do you, do you feel like you guys are healthy going into Utah State? Yeah, you know, we... Uh, Unfortunately, we lost an outside backer. Ray Haas uh, was injured, and we lost him, and that'll be uh, you know, season-ending, and that was unfortunate. So uh, it happens. It's part of it. Is, you know, I've been coaching this game for a long time. The one thing that I'll just never get over are the injuries that end uh, seasons for guys, and especially Ray came back for his sixth year and was split. You know, we felt we, he was really ready for a big season for us. He was confident in knowing the defense and and was really playing well Saturday night and had popped a couple balls loose and tackled for loss, and then he got injured. And really unfortunate. But other than that, we came out of the game uh, pretty healthy, and, you know, that was going to be important because we knew it was one last day of recovery with a Friday night game. But we were pretty pleased how we got out of the game health-wise. Head coach of the North Dakota Fighting Hawks, Bubba Schweiger, joins us here on the Full Court Press. Coach, uh, it's a short week, and then you got to go on the road to face the Utah State Aggies. What have you learned about Utah State so far in your ability to prepare for them? What have you seen out of them offensively and defensively that stands out to you? Well, as we're very impressed with their win over Washington State. You know, they're on the road, and first time this staff was coaching the team, but I, I saw a team that played with a lot of energy and a lot of desire, you know, defensively. I thought they really ran to the ball hard and, you know, got pressure on, on the quarterback and uh, with the exception of one big run play, you know, really played solid against uh, Washington State. And, you know, it's a team with a lot of talent and rotating guys in up front so they stay fresh and they play with a lot of desire and energy, and that's always impressive when you see uh, guys do that. And then offensively, you know, the challenge is to get used to the fast pace, and that'll be something that we worked hard on in practice, and we've seen this at, at times, this fast pace, but I think they really executed very well and was really impressed with them down the stretch, how they, you know, kept hanging in there and gave themselves a chance in the fourth quarter, and sure enough, they won the fourth quarter and won the football game. They deserve to win this game. They they really did. And, you know, the one thing that uh, we are well aware of, too, is their talent on special teams. And, you know, when you have a guy that has six career kickoff returns for touchdowns, that's pretty impressive. So uh, those are things that are concerning to us. And we'll work hard this week preparing for them. But I'm impressed with the football team. I've been impressed with Coach uh, Anderson for uh, – Long time uh, known of him and watched his teams uh, play very well throughout the years. Coach, Utah State is trying to still figure out their quarterback situation. Peasley and Bonner got a lot of action in game one. Uh, but that's something certainly you're familiar with too, not just trying to just settle on who a quarterback ought to be, but 
Uh, you, you're using two quarterbacks. Uh, Tommy Schuster looks like he's getting the bulk of snaps, but you still use Quincy Vaughn in certain situations. Uh, explain your philosophy between using two different quarterbacks in a game. Well, what we talk about as a staff here is let's use our roster and let's put guys in situations where they can be successful, and we try to do that at all positions, and we're doing that at the quarterback position too. We think uh, – Quincy has some skills that we want to get him in the game, that we take advantage. He's a big, strong guy, and uh, he's run the ball well when he gets those opportunities. And we really like the way Tommy plays quarterback. He, he um, you know, isn't a guy that's going to win any contests at combines, you know, but we think he's got some mobility and he knows where the ball is supposed to go and, and can distribute the ball and run an offense and our offense at a high, high level. And the best thing about Tommy, though, he's really even keel. I think it really helps our football team, uh, no matter what the environment is that we play in, and he stays really calm, and, and that really helps us. You know, So we got to uh, continue to find what he does well and the strengths he has, and also with Quincy uh, bringing him along so he can run more and more of the offense so we can challenge opponents you know how to prepare for each guy when they're in the game so um i come from a defensive background and when you got to have two different plans and prepare for different guys at different positions i think that's really hard on defense coordinators and defenses so that's that's our philosophy it, it helps to have a good back. Otis Way has been really impressive. He's a consensus All-American and Walter Payton Award watchlist member. He's uh, 22 carries for 114 yards and three touchdowns. Introduce, introduce us to Otis and what kind of back he is. Yeah, he's a short, stocky guy, very strong with really good balance. You know, and we uh, feel like he can run different type of run plays. You know, he can run inside the tackles. Uh, he's got good hands, so he can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a really good in pass protection, and that's one thing we challenge him to do. So, uh, you know, to learn the protections and be a good protector of the quarterback. But as far as running the ball, he he's hard to bring down. He, he plays the game with a lot of energy. You know, the guy you see on the game field is the guy you'd see at practice. He brings a lot of energy to practice, runs low to the ground. Uh, you know, and he, he's a guy that has, he's really hungry to get better. And we've uh, got to find a way to get him into space because we think he's hard to tackle once he gets into that space. And uh, But this will be a challenge for us, you know, against Utah State, how we get him into space. But he's been pretty good uh, when he gets into space, and he's really good in the red zone. He seems to have a real nose for the end zone and some of his best runs have been close to the goal line throughout his time here at University of North Dakota. Uh, defensively, Coach, you had uh, said that Evan Holm is a guy that's coming back from injury, but you did have that seventy or 64-yard interception return, pretty big play for you guys. Uh, is that uh, pretty typical of him and, and what that secondary for your squad can do? Yeah, you know, Evan's been uh, a guy that Unfortunately, he's had a, some injury injuries that have held up his career a bit. You know, we didn't we played him as a true freshman. He's very fast. He was a really good high school player, and he also played on a really good rugby team that played in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul, and they actually did some trips to Europe and all that. So he was, um, you know, used to contact throughout the year, and um, you know, we just 
really need to have him for a full season because, you know, he's made big plays and he's had a kickoff return for a, a score in his career here. And, you know, he's a fast guy that we need healthy because he's a smart player and, and really competitive. So we're happy to have him back. And, you know, and our team, uh, you know, we're a pressure team and want to get and affect the quarterback. And, and that's when we think we're playing well. You know, we always design how do we stop the run. And we know this is going to be a challenge against Utah State because we got to stop the run. You know, I think a lot of people get the impression when they're going fast, they want to throw the ball. They want to run the football, and they're very good at it. So uh, our secondary can, can play better if we stop the run. And uh, I think Evan's one of those guys that if we force people to have to throw the football, he's got a good nose for the ball and can make plays like that for us. And then I just last uh, question about some of that uh, pressure that you want to do up front. Uh, Jackson Turner had a big sack uh, against Idaho State. Uh, who else on that defensive front really stands out to you right now? Yeah, you know we uh, we rotate a lot of guys up there, but we do have experience coming back at the nose. Jalen Morrison uh, is back. We think Jalen Johnson has some uh, good skills. He's a player that walked on here that just has really done a good job of changing his body and and create some havoc in there. And then Quentin Seguin, who's a senior, um, you know, can really run. And those guys mix it up. But we really try to get our pressure by bringing backers and trying to confuse the offense a bit and change it up and get pressures that way. Jackson is our he's our best one-on-one pass rusher. You know, and he made two big plays in the third quarter last week. And this has kind of been his history and in his career here. He can come off the edge and, strip the ball from the quarterback or get some sacks and and uh, that's been good for us but uh, we got a number of guys we you know that we rotate in there and we got to see those guys take a next step in their progression in the program that's for sure and coach look we understand the whole fcs versus fbs thing you fcs teams have not been playing nicely with the fbs teams and just kind of beating them around every every which well over the country this year what do you tell your kids even though you're ranked eighth in the country in your level what do you tell your kids coming into this game to give them confidence if they even need that confidence going into Logan on Friday night? Oh, well, we, we always focus on our preparation. Uh, you know, I tell our guys that, you know, Utah State happens to be an opponent, and we're well aware that they went on the road and beat a Pac-12 team. So we know, you know, it's going to be a huge challenge for our program. But what we challenge our guys is, you know, Preparation, preparation, preparation. Focus on that. Focus on the plan, and that's the best thing that we can do because that's what we're in control of. We know they're going to be very talented. We know that uh, they're going to have a good crowd after coming off a road victory and all this, and it'll be a good environment, good challenge for our program. So we're looking forward to playing, but that's how we approach it. We try to approach every week as a challenge to focus on our preparation and go out and perform at the highest level that we can play. Well, Coach uh, Bubba Schweigert, we really appreciate your time. Uh, you've been very generous uh, spending some time with us, even when I screwed up the uh, how to pronounce your name earlier in the show. Yeah, I'm not going to let that go. <laughs> but uh, we no, do appreciate your time. Good. And, and uh, yeah, best luck in, in travels uh, to Logan. And uh, where did you guys fly to? Uh, how was your travel? Because you were just in the area not that long ago when you went up to Pocatello. Did you fly out of Salt Lake? Yeah. We we flew right into Pocatello. Oh, you flew oh, right wow. into right Pocatello. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we got 
they put the brakes on in a hurry. Made <laughs> <laughs> it work. work. Hey, so, well, Coach, uh, uh, I, I can tell you, you know, uh, Coach Anderson has a ton of respect for North Dakota. He has been telling everybody who thinks that this is a quote-unquote gimme game, think the opposite of that, that uh, North Dakota is a major problem and a major headache to have to deal with on Friday night. So the same respect, I think, goes goes the way of your team and uh, your coaching staff as well. So wish you the best. Good luck and uh, be safe. All right, we'll see you out there. We're looking forward to the trip. Saturday, September 11th, is the National Day of Service and Remembrance, a chance to help others in tribute to those killed and injured on September 11th, 2001. To mark the day, everyone is invited to help clean headstones and memorials throughout our local cemeteries. We need volunteers from families, individuals, churches, and the community. This project is suitable for all ages, Saturday, September 11th, beginning at 9 a.m. Go to JustServe.org, enter your zip code, and search for National Day of Service and Remembrance. Six months to a year ago, COVID was greatly affecting our supply chain. This is Ed at Fisher Home Furnishing. It was hard to get inventory. The orders have now been filled. Truckloads and sea containers are arriving daily and filled our warehouse. We have more in-stock furniture and mattresses than anyone else in northern Utah. And right now, during the Labor Day sale, take an additional fifty dollars to $1,000 off every one of our low sale prices from our top brand manufacturers like Bassett, Lazy Boy, Flexsteel, Serta, Bernhardt, Lexington. Shop in-store or anytime at FisherHF.com. Don't miss the Labor Day sale Fisher Home Furnishing. Sale and Saturday at Fisher's. What is love? Love is what we live for. Love is timeless, never-ending. Love is when you say your name with hers and it has that special ring to it. At Jarek's Fine Jewelry, we know what love is. Our fine collection of engagement rings feature a variety of diamonds and colorful styles. And if you can't find your perfect ring, Jarek's Fine Jewelry will help custom design one that is the perfect fit. When it's love, it's Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Jarek's Fine Jewelry. Make it special. Make it Jarek's. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's an elite week one showdown in the AFC as Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs host Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldinger and me for all the action as we kick off the new season with a pair of high-flying offenses. It's the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cleveland Browns in week one action. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday afternoon beginning at 145 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. It doesn't matter who you root for. The Full Court Press has all the high school sports covered. The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com. Eric France and Andre Salveson here on the Full Court Press. A lot of uh, thanks to Bubba Schweigert and the media relations crew there at North Dakota for helping us line up that interview. It's so kind of a rarity that we get to do our one-on-one interview with the opposing yeah, head with coach. the opposing coach. Like with the Mountain West Conference, they used to be really gracious with that. A lot of SIDs were, and that's really tailed off. Now some of it's due to paranoia because they're afraid they're going to say something's going to tip off, you know, Utah State, or someone's going to hear something that might tip them off. So like honestly, Air Force won't do it. Colorado State won't do it. Wyoming won't do it. Fresno State won't do it. Like there's a lot of coaches in the Mountain West, but they will no longer do. Radio interviews with the opponent with the opponent station. They won't do it. So, yeah, good for North Dakota. That's weak. That's weak it. sauce. Well, yeah, but if you say something, you're like, oh, all right. We got like yeah, for but a- usually that interview is not done until like the day of. True, but we. I mean, it's not played back. I don't think Utah State knew about some of those injuries either until now. 
Now they didn't know that our kicker had a broken foot probably until now. Uh, but <laughs> oh, true. But no, you know it's uh, yeah. It uh, used to used to again. Coaches used to do it all the time. Now they won't. There's a lot. I'd maybe say two out of twelve coaches in the Mount West Conference will do it now. San Jose State's one of them. I, actually, I, you know what? I'd probably put Andy Avalos. I bet you he would do something like that. He's a little bit more chillax than Brian Harson was. Chillax? Well, Harson was kind of a piece of work. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Bubba Schweigert, he's been there uh, at North Dakota for, oh, where did it go? He's been there for quite a while. He's been there. Their Six head years, coach, isn't it? Uh, this is the seventh. Eight, no, sorry, eighth years. Eighth year. He's 43 and 34 in his eighth year. 11th season overall as a head coach. Oh, he's had seven years, and he's got his eighth. Coming up. Okay, I got you. I got you. Uh, they've got a new logo on the side of the helmets. Yeah, it looks debuts good. Debuts this year. They're sponsored by Adidas. Is that something you're into? You're doing the uniform checks? Okay. But uh, Hey, what if they this dress in all green? Is that cheating? If they go, Because we're going white out, so they get to dress in their color uniforms. Yeah. If they go all green... We may not win this game. All green. I mean, they could camouflage themselves into oh. the turf. Well, there's AJ being negative again. Yep. See, there it is. <laughs> Just like if you are uh, happen to play on a blue turf, you shouldn't wear all blue. See, I, we make so much of that, and it doesn't even matter. It's it's so dumb. We make so much of that, and that's just it's stupid. <laughs> Call. Go beat them. Yeah. Go play football. Uh, so anyway, this uh, North Dakota team five and two in the spring made it to the FCS uh, quarterfinals. Um, a good football program. Uh, they've had some good seasons before and and had a lot of success. So they they understand winning, and they know uh, what it means to be a successful club. So um, I think this will be a fun game though for Utah State fans. Hope they uh, pack the the stadium, go out there and. Show their support for Utah State. First home game is always pretty interesting. Yeah, it's exciting. It, it'll be good nice to, to get have all the students in, yep. in the uh, in the arena. And nice everything. to have the fans back and and, yeah. and get back at it. So that'll be exciting. A uh, quick timeout when we come back. Who said it? Actor, athlete, or coach? It's coming up next to the Full Court Press. This is Ryan at My Mattress. A few nights ago, my wife Amy and I were at a movie in Lewiston. It was late, so when we got out, we drove around a little bit. What did we notice? Every light in Lewiston was on. Nobody was sleeping very well. The next day, I checked my computer at my mattress to see how many people in Lewiston were sleeping on an IntelliBed. The answer I found? Not many. Lewiston, I thought we had this figured out. If you want to sleep soundly, you got to buy an IntelliBed. Only at my mattress. The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. Northern Utah and Southern Idaho's home for sports. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Either you're a thief and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls... 
from the juice and the verb and the synergy of the group. Or yet to it. Uh, the legacy of intern Cody lives on. Uh, <laughs> one of our favorite segments. Who said it? Actor, athlete, or coach? Could be a line from a post-game press conference. Could be a line in a movie or TV show. And uh, we try to guess. Who was it? Was it a, a real person or was it someone playing pretend? Uh, Ajay, are you ready? You want to go first? Or you want uh, me to go first? You go ahead first. Okay. Here we go. I'm sure this will be a real bonding experience. One day, maybe one of you will write a book about it in jail. It's got to be an athlete. It was an actor. Really? Playing a coach. This was in Mighty Ducks. This was Gordon Bombay. Oh, no way. <laughs> in Mighty Ducks. <laughs> <laughs> That should inspire a lot of confidence. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. <laughs> quote, I'd be willing to bet you, if I was a betting man, that I have never bet on baseball. End quote. <laughs> that sounds like Pete Rose. It sure is. <laughs> oh, oh, man. That must have went south. <laughs> Pete Rose. Okay, here we go. My next one. The key to being a big league pitcher is the three R's. Readiness, recuperation, and conditioning. I know that. The key to being a big league pitcher is the three R's. Readiness, it's the pitching coach from Rookie recuperation, of the year. and conditioning. Yeah, it's the pitching coach from Rookie of the Year. Very good. <laughs> is he like eating like all these sunflower seeds and then he gets stuck inside the little... Pen? Oh, he got stuck everywhere. He got stuck <laughs> in the doors between the, the hotel rooms. <laughs> He's like sitting there cheering. And he, <laughs> that's awesome. Gets locked in the cage. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. The secret to winning for me is to have eight great players and four others who will cheer like crazy, end quote. Oh, uh, that's a coach. Yep. I'm trying to think who said that. Shoot, I can't think. Who was that? Who was it? It was Jerry Tarkanian, Tarkanian. Mr. Cal himself. Ah, yes. <laughs> Very good, Coach Tark. All right, last one for me. He treats us like men. He lets us wear earrings. Treats us like men. He's gonna... He treats us like men. He lets us wear earrings. Uh, I'm going to say player, and I'm going to say Terrell Owens. It was a player, and it was a wide receiver. This is former University of Houston wide receiver, Torin Polk. Torin Polk. Oh. He went far. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Okay, playing polo is like trying to play golf during an earthquake. Playing polo... Is like trying to play golf during an earthquake. Oh, gosh. Uh, probably a player. It was Sylvester Stallone. Oh, Sylvester Stallone? Yeah. Actor in Rocky. I don't know which one I didn't say. What's he? 
Why is he commenting on Polo? <laughs> no, don't ask me. I didn't watch all the Rockies, man. <laughs> I wasn't too interested in it. Wow. Okay. Well, there's been some doozy uh, comments and quotes from real life players and coaches, and those. That, we need uh, to get more of those. We need more people to say stupid stuff. <laughs> like, I just I need someone else if to you're say a something vampire? really stupid. Yeah, like we got to ask coach. Hey, coach, you what do you think about vampires? The, the juice. Coach, what do you think about? Do you feel like this team needs to be a vampire and really pull from the synergy and the juice and the verve? Dude, he would. I'm pretty sure Doug Hoffman would like eliminate us from Zoom, <laughs> and we would never get an email ever again. <laughs> hey, can we get an email? The hey, email uh, response. Doug, we didn't get did, an email for Zoom. Didn't get the alert for the post game. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Uh, hey, once oh, again, man. big thanks to Connor Coles and Stephen Cottsonley. Also, a uh, really big appreciation to uh, uh, Bubba, his name. Bubba Schweigert. <laughs> Holy crap. Make sure I get it right. I forgot his name. Uh, we've got the, the interviews podcasted. You can go back and listen to them already on 1069thefan.com or wherever you subscribe to podcasts. Uh, you can go back and listen to the show with our opposition research. And tomorrow, uh, Jay, uh, pick six. And uh, we've got a big high school football game that we can preview. Ridgeline and Green Canyon.